Mike and welcome to the Tolkien Lore Channel, I'm the Tolkien Geek, and in this episode of Thursday Thoughts, I'm thinking about the Witch King, and specifically his apparent ability to snap swords in two from a distance, which is really interesting. One might think that this leads to something of a plot hole, because when the Witch King approaches the ford after Frodo has already crossed it, and Frodo turns and faces him, he holds up his sword, and the Witch King raises his hand and snaps the sword. But he never does this again, and you would think that might have been a really useful thing to do in the scenario where he's facing off against Eowyn, whom apparently he is at least mildly concerned about, given the fact that when she reveals herself to be not a man, but a woman, he pauses rather significantly. So could he have broken Eowyn's sword? That's an interesting question. How did he break Frodo's sword? We know that the Witch King was not just the leader of the Nazgul, but something of a sorcerer in his own right, but beyond that we know very little about what exactly that means. What is a human sorcerer? What can they do? What are they capable of? What kind of magical powers are mortals capable of achieving? That's not really clear. Uh, and in some places, Tolkien made the observation that mortals don't really have any magic. You can't learn them like spells, and the things that we think of as magic are really just the native powers of beings greater than men, like elves or Maiar or things like that, and expressed in ways that men just really can't achieve and therefore seem magical. And Galadriel kind of mentions to Sam, of course, you use this term magic, but I don't know what you mean because you apply it to both this and this. Meaning, of course, something like the Mirror of Galadriel versus the Deceits of the Enemy. Now, are those things both magic from a mortal perspective? Yes. Is Galadriel drawing, drawing maybe a too fine distinction between the two? Probably. Uh, Tolkien liked to distinguish between art and machine or magic, on the other hand. And the idea being that one is more about dominating than the other. So the distinction has little to do with the actual source of what it is you're doing and more about the purpose for which you are doing it. And certainly what the Witch King is doing in Breaking Frodo's Sword is in the category of dominating or controlling or exercising power over other things. But how does he do it? Could he have broken Eowyn's sword? Could he indeed have broken Gandalf's staff, as he does in Peter Jackson's movie trilogy, which he does not in the book? We could look at this in a number of ways. You could surmise that perhaps he can break Frodo's sword because Frodo is already nearly in the Wraith world and therefore almost under the control of the Wraiths and or Sauron already. You could surmise that he is just a weaker type of being than both Eowyn and Gandalf and therefore... While he could not snap the sword of Eowyn or break the staff of Gandalf, he can break the sword of a smaller, you know, more diminutive, less powerful being like Frodo. It's really interesting, though, because Frodo is carrying one of the swords that Merry will later use to stab the Witch King in the back, which is said to be, at least in some way, especially potent and cause the Witch King especially bitter pain because it was made for his destruction. So it seems kind of odd that he would be able to exercise this power over specifically that weapon. But maybe that actually is the point. Maybe it actually is because the two are so opposed that he can exercise more than the usual amount of power over it. And in 
I don't remember if it's a letter or some later musings that he wrote in notes, Tolkien mentions the fact that the Witch King will have kind of figured out from the attack on Weathertop that, oh, these little hobbits are carrying around Dunedain daggers, and that's kind of dangerous. Is it just that he is more than usually eager to break Frodo's sword because he finds it dangerous and therefore spends more time on doing something that he might not otherwise do, whereas with Eowyn he's like, eh, you know what, it's just a mortal woman and she's got a regular sword, I'm fine. Not recognizing, of course, that Mary's about to stab him with one of those swords in the back of the knee. Well, we just don't know at the end of the day, and there's many things you could theorize here, but again, it's one of those cool little things that Tolkien throws into the story, never explains, and then we get to think about it. And there's your Thursday thought for the day. Until the next time, I'm the Tolkien Geek, signing out for the Tolkien Lore Channel. Namariye. Thanks to all the channel supporters, especially Elf Friends, PA Brew News, Nathan DeFore, Paul Leone, and Oleg Gregg.